Good morning. Great to have each one of you here with us for our service. Hi to my pastors. Hi to all the ministers, the leaders, all the members and our guests. Praise a lot for each one of you. You know, you can see us. You can watch us Sundays, the pastors, the worship team. And I was thinking, I wish we could see you too. Even it isn't it great if I could, you could just press something, I can also see you, you know. And, uh, if we, but of course, probably then you'll be okay. Now I got to make up. So anyway, thank you for joining us for this service. We have been having the Daniel series. Pastor shared on chapter one on unshakable faith in shaky times. Then, uh, Pastor Daniel shared on thriving with unshakable faith in chapter three. Then last week, we had the excellent spirit talking of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. And thank you all those who came in that the pastors could pray with you. Whether it's refreshing or various needs, it was good to have you join us in, on Zoom. So today I have a powerful story too. A story of Daniel in the lion's den. And my topic is on journey of the unshakable faith. Daniel chapter 6 verses 1 to 28. Now, the story of Daniel in the lion's den is one of the most loved Bible stories. Put it in the chat. What is your favorite Bible story? Whether it is Daniel in the lion's den or it could be Joseph, right? And it could be David and Goliath, right? What is your favorite story? It could be the era of Queen Esther, Adam and Eve. Just write in. What is your favorite Bible story? Now, this chapter 6 on the lions, uh, Daniel in the lion's den, it's an ex- it can make an exciting movie. You know, they have so many interesting uh, subjects like the jealousy of the politicians. There's a hero, right? Hero Daniel. Then there's the vanity of a king. There's a, the power of God. There's even lions, right? Angels make for a powerful Powerful drama. Better than our K-drama. I know some of you say, hey, but this is a wonderful, interesting Bible story. In chapter 1, Daniel was a young teenage boy who had been taken captive to Babylon. In chapter 2, we see this young man now. It's a young man. He has been called in to interpret a dream from Nebuchadnezzar. In chapter 4, now he's middle-aged now, again called to interpret a dream for the king Nebuchadnezzar. Then number, chapter 5, chapter 5 talks about now the shift, right? After interpreting the dream, Daniel interpreting the dream for King Belshazzar. It was the end of the Babylonian Empire. Right now, the Middle Persia, uh, Babylon was taken over in chapter 5 by the Medes and the Persian. So therefore, chapter 6 now, Darius the Mede has been appointed as the king over Babylon. How old is Daniel now? In chapter 6, actually Daniel is already 80 years old. And he has been faithful 70 years in Babylon. 
faithful to the Lord, he did not stray away. So I'm, this my topic on the area of journey of unshakable faith talks about his life, his testimony, his testing, and the triumph of his faith. Let's look at the first part, the testimony of his faith. I want to put this more personal, the testimony of our faith. Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 to 9. Now Daniel was one of the three administrators, or he was a high official, okay, directly under the king. And under him, and the, the three of them who are administrators, 120 satraps, or at the, of, or the uh, ruling, the, what you call the local rulers, okay? So, and Daniel shine above all else, above the two other administrators, above the 120, and he really shined. That was the testimony of his faith. In chapter 6, verse 3, Then this Daniel became distinguished above all other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Now what does this excellent spirit mean? Pastor Vincent shared on this area of excellent spirit. Now the excellent spirit could be a, it means, it could mean the great attitude. He had a great attitude in his working life, in the way he dealt with people, in the way he led. He had great response and reactions. Or it could mean the great character. And in chapter 6 verse 4, a lot, uh, there were a lot of description about Daniel. There was no corruption in his dealings, right? He was trustworthy, non-negligent. He doesn't compromise, right? And he was hardworking. He was blameless. We wished, we wish there were more Daniels in our government. People of integrity. So apart from this great attitude, this area of his great character, I believe one of the more important things, like what Pastor Vincent is, the excellent spirit, got to do with the spirit of God in him. The presence of God in his life was so evident to all the people, especially to the king, that he rose to a high rank. God has given each of us his spirit. But are we led by the spirit? More important than just having that Holy Spirit, we need to be led by the spirit. How many of you have got the Holy Spirit? If you have got the Spirit, raise up your hand. Raise up your hand. You have the Spirit. Yes, God has given you the Holy Spirit. Right in the chat, I have the Holy Spirit. And you need the Holy Spirit to lead us. We thank God as the Holy Spirit leads us. We can be excellent in the way we do our ministry, our jobs. May each of you have an excellent Spirit. May each of you be led by the Spirit of God. Can I pray for you? If you want an excellent spirit in your marketplace, in your jobs, raise your hand to the Lord. I just want to pray. Lord, thank you that you have given us the Holy Spirit. He is our counsellor. He is our helper. Lord, He is the one who guides us. He is the one who will help us have the excellent attitudes that we can do things excellently, excel in our work, oh God, that we have an excellent spirit. 
So I pray, dear God, the Spirit of God continue to fill them, give them knowledge and revelation and supernatural wisdom that they can find solutions to problems that they face in the working place. That, dear Lord, that they'll be great team workers, they're great and they will benefit the company with even their presence, Lord, with their hands putting to the plow to do, oh God, whatever work, they will do it well. And the company will profit. The companies will be successful because they are in that company. Your presence will be with them. Lord, lead them by the Holy Spirit. Give them, oh God, creative ways to do ministry, the new ways of doing ministry and doing their work, oh God. So we commit them to you, each one blessed in Jesus' name. Now, many times we neglect the Holy Spirit, right? When we have problems, what we do is we just complain and, and we are so stressed. But remember Pentecost. Remember Pentecost. Let Pentecost be every day. The power of the Holy Spirit upon our life. Romans 8, 14 says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You are the child of God. You are led by the Spirit of God. Right in the chat. I am led by the Holy Spirit. I'm led by the Holy Spirit. Because he was so outstanding, Daniel, you know, also had a lot of jealousy, right? When you do well, a lot of great night monsters there. So you have, you know, we have people finding faults with our politicians, finding faults, trying to find faults with our rivals, you know. And for him, Looking for all the faults, all the skeleton in the cupboards, no sex scandal, no frost, no questionable dealings. Blameless in his professional life. Nothing. He was a great testimony. A man was faithful to his God. So what else they gotta do? They gotta find something. Find something that he can they can find something bad and there was nothing bad on him. They had to plot against him, something that is against his religion. I do hope that you and I have great testimonies in our working places, that we are known for our integrity, we are honesty, no corruption, we are great examples to the people. There's a quotation I'd like to read for you. The world may not know the details of doctrine or the intimacies of worship with God, but they can tell a bad temper, selfishness, conceitedness, or dishonesty when they see it. The world is a very poor critic of my Christianity, but it is a very sufficient one of my conduct. So your co colleagues may not know your Bible, don't know about your worship, your relationship with God. But they do know what it is to be dishonest, what it is to be unkind. Oh, they will know what it is to be honest and good and true. So may we have that great testimony. And if you say, oh, I am, I'm like that. I'm very bad temper. I get angry very fast and I can just shout off and all type of bad words and all type of distasteful uh, words. So there's time now. What would you do instead of counting to 100 before you control it, uh, before you speak? Speak in tongues. 
speak in the Holy Spirit. Let your tongue be subjected to the Holy Spirit. Speak more. Uh, let the Holy Spirit control our tongues. So we need more of the Holy Spirit. So Daniel's, and let's continue. Daniel's enemies plotted against him. Couldn't find any chance. Had to hatch a plot against him. And so if they can't get Daniel, they got, they got Darius, the king. They knew the king was quite a win person. So say 30 days, 30 days, no one can pray to anybody, to any god except to Darius. And of course, flattery. Like he felt flattered. Oh, I'm like God. And so he signed that decree. And because he signed that decree, Daniel is in hot soup. How many of you can identify with Daniel and his situation? How many are facing lions? The two-legged lions, backstabbing, you know, people who wanting you to go down, people who do not want you to succeed, pulling you down, talking bad about us because maybe you are outstanding, each man for himself. And maybe this is because of the pandemic, you are very discouraged. Health, finances, your working place, you have been feeling so lonely. And you are also having a lot of testing. The testing of your faith. The second point is the testing of our faith. So that when the decree was signed, Daniel was tested for his faithfulness to his God. One hand, he had his king, the earthly king. The other hand, this was his king. God himself, the King of Kings. No one can pray to God for one month. If there was a decree given to you, you pray, you die. What would be our reaction? Will we stop coming to prayer meetings? Let's say our, now we are on prayer encounter through the YouTube. Will we stop joining in? Maybe the faithful one will be a prayer pastor, Pastor Pat. We need one person to anchor it. The other pastors, one sacrifice for all. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe we will say that one month we don't pray. It's okay. June, whole of June. We don't pray. We continue in July. What did Daniel do? What did Daniel do? Do you know that he immediately, he continued to pray? Let's look at verse 10. When Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then, this man went as a group and found Daniel praying 
and asking of God. Hmm. If I was Daniel, after the decree was given, I would go home and close my window. Continue to pray. Oh, if someone said, hey, we're here, he will, they will be there to hear whether I'm praying. I would pray silently. And if you send a spy, then as I said, we don't pray. And that's how probably our vibrancy in faith can be affected. We are afraid of persecution. We are afraid of people thinking they are so holy. And we want to be part of the gang. And therefore, we dare not say we are Christian. We dare not pray, you know, that people can see us as believers, calling us that, wow, this person is Holy Joe. But not Daniel. Not Daniel. Continue to pray. And I want to share with you some points on the area of his prayer. Says he went back as usual to his upstairs room, where his usual prayer, uh, private prayer, he knelt down. And that's a good posture of prayer. May I encourage you to kneel down to pray. You know, it's a very different thing from standing to pray, sitting to pray, but there's a kneeling down to pray that talks about, you know, that humility before God. Trust in God. That surrender to God as you kneel in prayer. I still remember a time that I was truly going through a difficult season. And I was in a, a meeting. And when the altar call was given, I went out. And all many stood there and we prayed. And it was a discouraging time for me. And I was just crying before the Lord. And I was led, I said, I want to just kneel before the Lord. And I knelt down. You know, and I was saying, God, give me a word. Let the preacher who was going around, you know, he was praying for people in front. So many people, I'm not sure whether he can preach, uh, pray for everybody. But I said, God, I'm not in the front, but I want God, let me come and say a word of encouragement. But there was a time that I really, really wanted a word from God. That was how discouraged I was. And I knelt down and said, Oh, probably you can't see her because so many are standing around. But immediately, the preacher stood in front of me. And I was saying, God, I wanted you to say this words. And can you just say this words to me? I was a bit uh, demanding. I said, God, you just this words for me. And lo and behold, the pastor who prayed for me, Say the exactly the same words that I asked the Lord. Wow. God knows. God knows our needs. And He was there giving the exact words. I tell you, I was so, you know, you ask Him and you receive it. Then, oh God. It's so good. New. Maybe you're going through so much difficulties. New in prayer and ask God to help you, to comfort you. Another thing is he prayed to God three times daily. Uh, daily, three times a day. He was consistent in his prayer life. Continually praying. That will 
caused him to have unshakable faith in God. He also prayed and he praised God. Pray and praise. When you are in difficulty, can you praise? Is it just pray and crying? Can you praise God for His goodness? Pray and praise goes together. You praise God because, you know, God, you are in, on the throne, you're in control. Even as I bring my request to you, ask there, Lord, I can still praise you for it. Trying to find whatever situation you're in, trying to find something to praise God for. You know, I know some of you might have heard this about Matthew Henry, what he said uh, in praising God. But I, I thought it's so good a story, but if you haven't heard it or you have heard it, be blessed again. Matthew Henry gave this quotation after being robbed. So if you have been robbed, can you praise God? It's difficult, you have robbed of your money and so on. He said, he wrote this, I thank you, Lord, first, because I was never robbed before. Never robbed before, only first time, never mind. Second, because although they took my purse, they did not take my life. I still got my life. Third, because although they took my all, it was not much. And I love the fourth one. He says, it was I, thank you Lord, that it was I who was robbed and I was not the robber. And not I who robbed. So God, there are many things that we can still thank God for in spite of whatever situation. And the Bible says that he also, his window was open towards Jerusalem. He prayed according to 1 Kings 8 verse 30 where Solomon, in dedicating the temple to the Lord, he prayed towards Jerusalem and the temple. Now, when Solomon was dedicating the temple, he asked God to hear the supplication of the people, that God, when your people sin against you, when they face the temple, when it says Jerusalem, God, hear from heaven. Hear from heaven. Forgive them. Hear their prayers. Heal them. And that's why 2 Chronicles 7.14, the famous verse, comes from when God responded to Solomon's prayer. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. I will heal from heaven and heal their land. Daniel was in a crisis. He will be put in the lion's den. And today, family, GD family, we are in a crisis. The numbers are high. We need to seek God. Yes, we need to come together to pray. I joined the pastor's firewall. I think it was Monday. And the pastors prayed together in different uh, in different states, although they had time for different states and they prayed for their states, their churches, their pastors. It's time for us to come together. And I thank God for all these pastors coming together. Various denomin not denominations, 
not the AG only, you know, all over Malaysia, people praying to God, to God, heal our land. There's no other way to face this crisis. We will come together and join. So join us for our prayer encounter. Every Wednesday, 8 o'clock, join us together and let's pray for our nation, pray for our church. And even in your families, kneel down together and pray for your country, pray for your families. And it's sad, isn't it? Last time you might hear of people somewhere far away who had COVID-19, but it's so near home. People I know, people you know in ICU, people I know who died. It's serious. We need to pray. God have mercy. Carrying on to Daniel now is condemned to die. Condemned to the lion's den. Even at the face of death. In his testing, Daniel chose obedience to God over opportunities. Daniel chose faithfulness to God over favour of the king. Daniel chose commitment over compromise. Daniel chose to love God over his own life. And Daniel chose character over comfort. In our testing of faith, there's always a choice. We can choose to obey God or we choose to have our own way. We can choose to please God or we choose to follow the ways of the world. In your testing, nothing is worth living God. Nothing is worth living God for. So testing our faith, we need to react in obedience. Obedience. Let's move on. In the testimony of faith, in the testing of our faith, well, thank God, after the testing, that is the triumph of our faith. Daniel 6, 16 to 28. So Daniel was put in the lion's den. He was, the king commanded him to go. But, you know, the king, very interesting, he tried to save Daniel. You know, it was his decree. It was he who finally is responsible. But he didn't blame anyone else. He knows it's out of his vanity. And the story goes that, you know, when he put, and he, before he put Daniel into a lion's den, he said this, May your God, whom you serve, continually deliver you. May your God save you. I tried. I, as the king of Babylon, I tried my best to save you, but I feel I cannot. May your God save you. Daniel went to the lion's den. Daniel's, or Darius king, Darius' faith was the faith of, he saw the faith of Daniel. And some version says, your God will save you. Daniel, your God will save you. And you know, sometimes God 
rescue us from the lion's den. This time, he did not spare Daniel from going to the lion's den. But sometimes, he sent us through the lion's den. That's what happened to Daniel. He went through the lion's den. Not my will, but yours be done. So it's that even if faith, even if I've got to go to the lion's den, I will not give up my faith. I will continue to pray. Even if we go through the trial. So instead of delivering him in the sense that he did not have to go to a lion's den, he went to the lion's den. So therefore, in our trial, when God does not rescue us from it, God will take us out of it. But God is with us. May I encourage you? God is with us. God is in it with us. God sees it, us through it. That we can come out stronger. Come out with a testimony of His goodness. God will never leave us, not forsake us. So Daniel is found alive. When the king came in early morning, he was so excited to see what happened to Daniel. He came in, and in Daniel chapter 6, verse 20 to 22, it says, When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God, my God sent his angel and he shut the mouth of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. So God was with Daniel throughout the ordeal. God sent an angel to protect him. And I was thinking, uh, how did the angel protect Daniel from the lions? Did he just point at the lions and the lions couldn't open his mouth? Or could he shine the light, you know, the lions are afraid of the light and they quickly went off to the corner? Whatever it is, the lion could not open their mouth to eat Daniel. It was a miracle. And Daniel said, you know, God has delivered me because I was innocent in this matter. And I was trusted my God. I trusted Him. God delivered me. In Psalms 34 verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him and He delivers them. God delivers us many times from those situations that will harm us. In Hebrews 11, 33, though it was not mentioned, Daniel, but Daniel is recognized as a man of faith, faith who stopped the mouth of lions. So without faith, this is a very famous verse, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Hebrews 11, 6. So all of us, let us have faith in God. Whatever situation you're facing in this pandemic, even if it's your finances, uh, health-wise, whatever issue, remember this verse that says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That means God say, have faith in me. See the positive way. Have faith in me, in your situation. You might not see your way out, but have faith. Have faith, I'm there with you. I'm there to 
come help you out of your situation. I'm there to provide. I'm there to heal. I'm there to see you through. Have faith in me. Sometimes we see the opposite. Wow, without faith, it's impossible to please. But God is saying, have faith. Have faith in your God who is there for you. The power to obey God and stand for Him comes from a settled understanding that God is really in control. You are able to obey God, you're able to stand for Him because He is in control. Whatever situation, you're able to have faith because you know He is in control. So the triumph of our faith, the triumph is in our faith is that God is glorified. That God is glorified. I like what Darius decree, you know. He is a non-believer in a sense. But what he said sounds like a believer. You know, because he saw the testimony of how God delivered Daniel. It would have been impossible. Right? And as you saw, he was angry with the people who instigated uh, Daniel being put into the lion's den. And when he said, put them, uh, uh, let them be put into the lion's den, the lion this time was hungry. And sad to say, uh, because the whole family also could add up the, the instigators and their family. So the triumph of our faith is that God is glorified. Darius decree says, God is the living God. May you be encouraged by even this man's decree. I believe he's also guided by the Spirit. God is the living God. God endures forever. God rescues and saves. God performs wonders on our behalf. Wow. That is our God. He's living God. There's no end to God. He will rescue you. He will save you. He will perform miracles for you. That's our God. So as we are tested, go to our testing, you know, there's always a triumphant of our faith where God will see us through and give glory to Him. But God is never debtor to anyone. If you see the last verse, Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. God make him to prosper too. Out of his faithfulness to the Lord, you know, his testimony is in his testing, he being faithful, God prospered him. He was also triumphant in his own personal life. How are you, what are you facing today? May I pray with you that whatever the situation in your life, that you will learn to trust this God. Trust this God who loves you. Trust this God that you will have unshakable faith in this God because He is an unshakable God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for each one of your people here who is hearing the sound of this voice. I pray right now in Jesus' name that even what happened to 
Daniel, they will learn, O oh God, that you are a God who is with your people. Lord, that we will begin to live our life of testimony. And whatever testing we face, because there can be seasons of testing in our life that we go through, that we will be obedient to you, O oh God. And dear Lord, even as we continue to persevere in our faith, O oh God, because the testing of our faith will bring perseverance and to maturity. That dear God, we will feel that we will know, dear Lord, triumph, we can triumph over, oh God, whatever circumstances and be victorious, oh God. So Lord, I pray a blessing over each of your people. Provide for their needs, oh God. Give strength to them. Give them peace. Heal them of their sicknesses, Lord. Oh God, provide every need that they have. I pray for blessing upon their families, oh God. Wherever the need, as they look to you, as they kneel before you, oh God, in humility, oh God. Heal, heal them, touch them, provide. And Lord, heal our land, we pray. We commit Malaysia to you too, Lord. We have come against the numbers, the rising numbers of COVID-19. In Jesus' name, we ask that you will, oh God, decrease in Jesus' name. Heal the sick, oh Lord. Heal those who are in the hospitals, in their homes, oh God, have COVID-19. Touch them, oh God, protect their family members, oh God. And so, Lord, we pray as we humble ourselves and pray and seek your face, turn from our wicked ways, heal our land. We thank you in Jesus' name. I just want to give a last call. You know, it's not enough to just say the God of Daniel. Darius said that the God of Daniel. It's important that it could be a, should be a God of Darius too. The same with us. Not enough to say the God of Linda or God of whoever your friend is a Christian. You need to have God as your personal God. And if you want Jesus to come into your life today and receive Him, whatever situation you're facing, He is there for you. If you receive Him, you know that the first thing that comes into your heart is your peace of God. The peace of God into your heart, the forgiveness that He gives to us. And He will begin to lead you in your life. If you want to receive Christ, just pray after me. Father, I thank you that you love me. Thank you that you sent Jesus to die for my sin. I ask you to come into my life. Be my God, be my Lord. Help me, dear God, in whatever the situation, to look to you. And dear God, may I find peace. May I find peace and assurance and strengthen you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if those who are, you have a need in your life, you have a prayer request, I want to invite you to join uh, the Zoom. Okay, we have a, a Zoom link for you in the chat, right? Or even in the QR code, you can scan that code. And join the link or the uh, Zoom. Right? You're going to Zoom and where there are pastors. There are pastors to pray for your needs. You might be feeling uncomfortable, you might not be feeling well, you could be having whatever the problems, we encourage you, join Zoom. Uh, into, we are going to a room where there is a pastor who will personally talk to you, personally pray with you, and we welcome each of you to join us. God bless you. We want to thank you for joining us for this service. And God bless you and see you next Sunday. Uh, see you this Wednesday for Prayer Encounter. Thank you.